Welcome to our podcast. This is Ben. I'm the associate pastor at Morning Star Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm joined by the lead pastor, John Decker. This week is going to be a little different than the last few weeks have been, um, as we are going to do a little more interview-style uh, podcast today, so we're excited to to do that. Usually we start off with kind of what's going on at Morningstar, but this week's a little different, John. Yeah, uh, we kind of talked about it last week, and I think maybe in a little bit the week before, we're excited about all the things that are happening here, but one is the fact that we brought Ryan Clappen on, and Ryan's first Sunday was this past Sunday, and so we're yep. going to kind of take this time today and just kind of talk to Ryan and let everybody get to know him. I know he's got a lot of people who already do know him, uh, but we're excited about what he brings to our team and to our church, and so Ryan, how's it going, man? Good. First off, I just want to say thanks for letting me be here. Thanks for being so welcoming and so kind to me on Sunday, and it was a blast being here, a blast seeing everybody, and just uh, a pleasure to get to meet everybody on Sunday, and it, it was just welcoming. It was nice. Well, cool, man. Well, I know we got some people from our church who, who tune into the podcast every week, and some people might not have been there on Sunday. So um, just kind of share, like, where are you from, and, I mean, what have you been doing over the last couple of years? Like, how did you end up here? Well, I ended up here because of my relationship with the one and only John Decker at school, <laughs> which was a blast. But he doesn't need any more of that. Please yeah, don't I'm do trying that. to. I'm yeah, brownie points. But right. uh, I went to school at Baptist Bible College um, for four years, and um, I got to know John through the traveling teams and um, things like that. Which I went to summer camps on top of summer camps and um, had a had a blast. But me and John got to know each other, and one day I said, like, I'm uh, you know I'm gonna work for you, and he <laughs> said, okay, well when you graduate. I'll let you know. And all of a sudden I graduated. And so um, I'm from Kansas City area. So I, I took a break from um, being done with school and kind of rested up and enjoyed some time with my family. And all of a sudden I moved down here and I'm at where I'm at now. Right. And that's a big move, right? I mean, it's, you know, you move from, from Missouri to Ohio and you know a couple people here. I mean, you got a little bit of connection right. because of your years traveling, right? But for the most part, this is a brand new place yeah. for you. Yeah, I get lost everywhere <laughs> I go. Everywhere I go. Yeah. So when you were at BBC and stuff, like what, when you talk about you're on a traveling team, what, what's the, some of the stuff you did on a travel team? So what we would do is uh, before the summer started, we would plan out our, our summer ahead and we'd have usually four or five different camps we would go to and there was a team of either eight to 12 of us and we would pack ourselves into this van and we would go to different camps and we would meet up with the leader of the camp and they would say something like we need you to have this this and this planned and usually it'd be games so we'd plan all the games and uh, we would be there for students if they needed um, questions or um, uh, some counseling or whatever it was. We were kind of there just to uh, be there in the moment, but also help run this camp. And some of these camps were, you know, up to 1,200 students. You know, they were crazy. And, right. you know, um, there were so many different people I met and so um, many kids that I got to talk to about spiritual conversations and just fun conversations. And so mm -hmm. um, I was kind of there just for whatever needed to be done. So it was a blast. So you had like a lot of experience over the last few years working with teenagers, right? Yeah. So through the summer, I, I got a ton of experience with um, how teenagers work, how the culture is changing, how um, trends and things like that are popping up that I never would have thought are coming back. And so being connected with students all summer um, gave me a great insight on 
what in the world's happening in 2020 right. and it, and it's hard to realize but things are changing constantly mm-hmm. and uh being there over the summer and being connected with these students um even after the camps ended gave me a great insight on t- like what 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 is happening what's going on you know what are students struggling with what are they going through now like the culture has changed even mm-hmm. from i'm not even that old i'm only right. 22 but i mean to be honest as much as things have changed i, I feel old right. and it, it's <laughs> just because everything changes so much and mm-hmm. so through that i got to really see the inside of you know what's life like in a teenager's eyes and right. so it was it was a great experience so you're finished up with bbc what, what was what did you study there at the college uh they call it a pastoral studies degree so what it is is just a fancy way of saying i would like to do ministry someday and uh they really helped me prepare in biblical knowledge obviously and theology and all that good stuff and uh, one of the best parts was they taught me how to serve in a local church Mm -hmm. and it's hard because when you're wanting to go into ministry you think well i'm you know i'm going to work and you know it'll be really easy but if you can't do it without being on a quote-unquote staff Mm -hmm. And you can't just do it just serving normally, then you shouldn't probably go into ministry at all. And so that was kind of one thing that I learned is I have to learn how to serve without the title of, you know, being on ministry or being on staff or, you know, anything special. It's simply stacking chairs. And so that's things that I learned at school, the practical and the biblical theology and all that good stuff. So it was a good combination of both. Well, cool. well, so why why youth ministry? Like why, I mean, other than the fact that we have a connection here and that kind of stuff, but why youth ministry? Right. Why do you want to be a youth pastor? Right. Well, I, I want to be a youth pastor because, um, th- like I said before, and I, I kind of talked to the youth group on Sunday when I took my visit, the generation, like I said, is, is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that I'm a part and – your kids or the students that are listening right now are the next generation, the next world. Mm -hmm. And so if we can impact students now where they're at, whether they're, you know, 13, 14, 15, you know, even about to graduate high school, we can change the world. Mm -hmm. And it starts here because uh, unfortunately like our, my parents age or, you know, they're wise and they're there and, you know, but they're starting to give up less and, and, students are starting to run things and Mm -hmm. students are starting to take responsibility and go into leadership. And if we can affect and impact where they're at right now, we, we could literally change the world. Right. So, uh, for you, um, obviously you're passionate about the lives of teenagers being changed and, and how, what Jesus can do through their life and introducing them and all that kind of stuff. But so what was a major impactful moment for you, whether it was at college, whether it was um, growing up, like making a decision to go to Baptist Bible College, like for you, what, what's been one of the most biggest impacts in your life? One of the most impactful things that happened to me was just probably you, you get to college and you get wrapped up in the studying and mm. you get wrapped up in, you know, what papers are due and, you know, theology and, you know, doctrine and all this kind of stuff. And it's so important. Mm-hmm. And you take this and you're you're ready to just use it. And you, all of a sudden you get to a camp and you simply have a student look at you in the eyes and say, I don't know what a relationship with Christ is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, wow. I've been like pounding my head, all this doctrine, all this theology. And this kid's just wanting to know a simple answer. What's it like to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And so all those times that I got to answer that of, 
you know, praying with students and having them accept Christ into their lives and starting to walk through what is life change and all this kind of things. It, it's humbling. Right. It's humbling right. because you get to a point where you think you just know everything and you're ready mm-hmm. to, you know, do this big debate or, you know, preach to thousands of people and you just feel so big and so knowledgeable. And this kid looks at you and they just want to know how I'm going through a tough time and I need somebody. I don't have anything. And you're like, let me show you Jesus. You know, so that's probably one of the most impactful things is um, just being asked that question and being able to teach kids what relationship with Christ is, Mm -hmm. you know, what asking forgiveness is and, you know, how to walk that path of, not living alone. Yeah. Right. And I love that. And you and I both, we were both at a lot of camps together and it does, man, it brings, it, it brings into perspective your faith when you deal with young people, because you like you said, you can get there and you can like have this amazing message and stuff, but then you have a kid walk up to you and they pull their sleeves up and there's nothing but scars because they mm-hmm. cut themselves and mm-hmm. they just talk about how much pain they're in. Or you have the kid walk up to you and say, Hey, my mom, my uncle Joe every night abuses me. How can Jesus love me? And like, so you're like just right. all of a sudden thrust into, it doesn't matter. Like, how much I know, can I, can I show this kid yeah. who Jesus is right. in the midst of the junk that's going on in their yeah. life and how he, Jesus is the answer for that. And I've watched you do that time and time again. And, and I know that that's, that's a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, man, I'm super excited that you're, you're part of our, our team. I think God has big plans for you right. um, here as part of our youth group and leading these kids. And uh, man, I just, I, I, I firmly believe you guys are going to reach Centerville area. With, oh, with young people, absolutely. man, like, like crazy. So. Absolutely. And, well, I mean, what a, I mean, like I said before, if we're trying to change the world, I mean, we got to start somewhere. Right, right. And right here is so open to us. Mm-hmm. And so the coolest thing for me and what I hope everyone is looking forward to is as we grow our youth group, our kids in our youth group right now are solid. Mm-hmm. They got it going on. Ben right. did a great job. The parents yep. are doing a great job. John, as a pastor, is doing a great job of making sure the students in our youth group right now know who Jesus Christ is. They have a relationship with him, which is the number one number one thing we want. Mm-hmm. But secondly, they're walking with Christ, mm-hmm. and it shows mm-hmm. in the youth group. And so as time goes on, we're going to bring in new students, mm-hmm. and that's the plan right. by the dozen. You right. know, we want so many students we can't even— fit in our little room anymore right. and so as time goes on we're going to see more students but that also means we're going to see more salvations we're mm-hmm. going to see more kids come to know christ right. and as i ask like the parents and the people listening is we want to celebrate that mm-hmm. yeah and so as that comes on i mean we're going to have some time of celebration so not only are should you guys look forward to you know it's going to be fun it's going to be different mm-hmm. like we're going to have a lot of students but anytime you hear of a a salvation like let's celebrate right, absolutely. and that's one of our goals is we want to have you know celebrations on top of celebrations on top of celebrations and mm-hmm. you know i'm just excited for that it's just going to be one big i don't even know how to describe <laughs> it yeah. amazing we'll know spiritual when we see party, it right, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, absolutely so. well dude i i i love you being here i know ben is excited too Super and, excited. And ben did you're right man ben's done a wonderful job mm-hmm. he has built an amazing team around our young people and yeah. i mean just um, the, the love that our church has for this generation, uh, to step up. And I've told when I was a youth pastor and even for these teenagers, when I first started here, I told them, I was like, I firmly believe that anytime a revival can break out in a church, it's going to start with young people. Yeah. Right. Like yep. so you right. have one young person who just gets it all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and like Jesus is just everything to them. Yeah. Like that spreads mm-hmm. and, and our older generations see that and like, Hey, why am I not doing that? And I, so I firmly believe that can happen and it will happen. So, yep. yeah. And, and, Ryan, you interacted with our students even before you were here at at camp, and so I've seen firsthand uh, what you talked about interacting with our students and leading them through that. And I know they're excited. 
um, to have you here. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking forward to all that. But I would love to hear, um, because I've never even had the opportunity to hear, I would love to hear your faith journey story. Like, mm-hmm. where did you, how did you come to know Christ? When did you decide that this ministry thing was for you? I would love to just hear that. So our, our, our listeners, our parents, our students can hear a little bit about yeah. that. So my biggest thing is I, and it's funny because John always knew this when I got to college and you get on the traveling team, the biggest thing is, okay, we're going to work on our stories this mm-hmm. week. And it's like, oh, dang it. Like, <laughs> I don't have a cool story. Like, my biggest thing was I always struggle with, like, this cool story. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, you know, was either, and, and I'm not glorifying right. it, but, you know, students are coming in, they're like, I dealt with drugs, I dealt with alcohol, I dealt with this and that. And, and then I'm like, dang, you guys are so cool. Mm. Like, what what's my story? And so I always struggle with this, but I was always – a pastor's kid and you know my parents weren't real strict on me they let me figure out my own faith mm-hmm. which i'm so thankful right. for because now i'm here in ministry not here because i'm forced to but right. because i want to right. and so they let me find my journey and my walk with christ and um my parents tell me the story every time that they remember when i was five i walked in their room and i you know asked them you know i'm ready to be saved i want to go to heaven i want this and that and you know they prayed with me and for me i don't remember it and that assurance of having that memory is is something that i believe is important because Mm -hmm. it's it's not something that you have to have right that uh, that exact memory smell everything but for me i was like man you know i really struggle with that and so i rolled around to the age of 13 and i was getting ready to go to a friend's house and all of a sudden i just started crying Mm -hmm. for no reason and I was like, I feel hopeless. I feel like I I have nothing. I feel like I have nobody. I feel scared that I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. It was like all of a sudden this switch hit me where I was like, man, I, I realize I, I'm lost. And that feeling, if you know it, it will never go away. You'll never forget that right. feeling. And so when I was 13, I, I asked Christ to come into my life and be I like to call it the CEO of my life because mm-hmm. I'm no longer the boss. Right. He is. And so at that point in time I asked God to come into my life and forgive me and um you know through through that time period in high school I always figured out like I want to be a cop. I want to do this. I don't know if I really want to go into ministry, but my youth pastor took me under my wing. And as he did that, he let me speak and run games and things like that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I knew, you know, the story it's, it's a long story short. I knew I wanted to go into ministry when right. I when I was in high school. You know, I had no talents of education <laughs> or sports. And so I was like, you know, I'm not I'm not going big. I'm not I'm not the next LeBron. I know Kobe. that for a fact. Right. Yeah. And I know I know I'm not the next uh whoever is Albert Einstein, you know? So I was like, you know, I need to find my niche. What is, what am I good at? What do I love? What, what could I see myself doing for the rest of my life? Right. And so my senior year came around and, and I was like, man, there is nothing more that I want than to go into ministry. I love it. I mm-hmm. love everything about it. Cool. And so that's kind of my story. But the thing is when I got to college, I struggled because I was like, man, I don't have anything cool, but here's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I can talk to students or I can talk to parents that have had it, the, I mean, a, a rough life. Mm-hmm. They've been through it all, and then they had the transformation story. And mm-hmm. they've looked at me, and they said, you know, you should be thankful. Right. Because you show us that we don't have to go through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We can do it the right way and enjoy life and, and you know, start a relationship with Christ and not have to have this big story. Right. And, you know, that kind of was a, a ringing in my ear, like, oh, like, I don't have to go through 
you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the mm -hmm. crazy story. Like, I, I, I can show that, you know, it can be done. And drugs and alcohol don't have to be a huge factor in your story. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You can make it. And it was just encouraging to me. So that's kind of my story. That's awesome. And it is true. I mean, because some people are saved. The grace saves them out of that stuff. And sometimes grace saves people from, from that, that stuff. stuff right? yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just as powerful. The grace is just as strong. And yeah. it's mm -hmm. just as amazing of a story. And, and we've all had that, that kind of the same thing before. And um, and, I, and I think you bring all that to the table yeah. um, with our kids. And and so I can't wait to see what God does, man, through you with our students, man. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. So it's going to be awesome, man. And and we're excited, and our kids are excited, which is, is thrilling to me as a parent of little kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure thrilling to, to John as a parent of teenage kids that our kids are super excited. Right, and it is super cool because you have, you've interacted with them already at camp, and so you already have um, this platform in their lives already, which, I mean, a lot of youth pastors stepping into something don't have that already, but you do, and so it's like God was already preparing this um, beforehand, knowing that this is what's, what's going to be happening. And he's like, and I'm like you, I believe God's, like our kids are solid. Mm -hmm. And I believe God was already giving you that influence in their life beforehand because now you don't have to build that. It's already there. Mm -hmm. And so now they're just ready to run with you. Yeah. And, and like they're ready to charge in whatever you say, Hey, we're going to go reach your, your friends. We're going to reach your neighbors. We're going to get this. And like, you already have that influence yeah. and it's, that's huge. And so once again, man, we're super excited about Ryan. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge and encourage our, our people for our church, the Deporter Morningstar family. Uh, man, rally around Ryan. Get to know him. Hang out with him. Invite him out to dinner. Um, you know, give him some money. Whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, he's, amen. He, <laughs> amen. <laughs> so just, just to encourage him as a, as a young guy in ministry that's, man, starting. Like he's, he talked about his faith journey already. Now he's, this is his ministry journey. Mm -hmm. And it's that next step. And it's, it's, it could be scary. As Ben and I, we've walked through it before. Um, it's yeah. he's stepping literally into the unknown as far as like he knows God's with him. He knows that God's got a plan for him. But man, it's encouraging when people come and rally around you and say, "I really want to get to know you as a person, and how mm -hmm. can I help you? How can I help your ministry?" And and so I'm going to challenge our people at Morningstar to do that and step out and and get to know him and support him. And then maybe you're listening. Maybe you know Ryan. I know a lot of people who have same connections listen to this, and you're like, "Well, I don't go to Morningstar." Then be praying for him. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because he's he's on this journey. There's going to be some. I promise you, because of his passion for people, man, the devil doesn't like that. And nope. I'm telling you, like, he's going to do everything he can to discourage Ryan. And so be praying for him um, that God just keeps his face pointed towards um, our Father in heaven, just like just follows after him with his whole heart, man. Yeah. And um, and listen, honestly, for our church, I, really, I, I, I know, and I see it. I know it's going to happen. Our teenagers are going to step up. They're going to start inviting. People are going to start, teenagers are going to start coming. And they're going to come from all kinds of backgrounds. And the greatest thing is they're going to hear the amazing message of the gospel That's when right. they come. So then the question for us becomes, all of us who are older than, than high school age, we got to step up and match it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we going to do about it? When our youth groups starts inviting all their friends and they're coming and that thing's growing, what are we going to do? What's our excuse? You know what I'm right. saying? So um, when, are we, when is that time going to happen that we actually start stepping out and inviting our neighbor and our coworker and having those same conversations? I mean, if our teenagers, if we put that on our teenagers to do it, we can put it on us to do it. And I think we got to match it. And so I... I can't wait. It's going to be an amazing ride for all of us. And God's going to keep showing up. He already has. And I don't believe he's going to stop now. So, man, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And we look forward to next time. And uh, we'll catch you back next week.